0: This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post.
1: Can I get the uh, buttered garlic chicken wings and also the grilled lemongrass beef skewers?
0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Eat Drink Asia. We've got something to spice up your day today. Drum roll, please. Sriracha! We're here in Nha Trang.
2: It's a Vietnamese restaurant in Hong Kong. And we brought our colleague Patrick Blenderhazard, who's a massive fan of sriracha sauce.
1: Yeah, I've probably consumed enough of that to fill my whole body. And it's a small bottle, I'm used to the bigger bottles. Like, it's like.
2: like we're on a budget.
1: couple, over oh, on Do a you know budget. Like a
2: one-gallon
3: bottle? I guess that's
1: your. One gallon? Yeah. How big is a gallon again? That's like.
3: Like your water bottle.
1: Well, that would last you a couple days. <laughs>
0: Sriracha, or rooster sauce, as many people know it in North America, is a hot chili sauce that can be easily spotted in most Asian restaurants worldwide.
1: Actually, no, they have it at Boston Pizza, which is like this. As
2: ubiquitous as it is, throughout the making of this episode, we've learned so much about this wildly popular sauce, starting with how to pronounce it
3: correctly. si Even we spell it up S-R-I, but the R is not pronounced. It's something in Thai language that we call is a false cluster.
0: We learned the twisting story of the owner of Hoi Fong Sriracha, or rooster sauce, who is a Chinese-Vietnamese refugee who fled to the United States in the late 70s because of the anti-communism and anti-Chinese movement at home. But we start from
4: nothing.
2: And of course, where it all
0: began, a small
2: town called Sriracha in southeastern Thailand.
4: It's a beautiful town right on the coast. People in Sriracha seem to be surprised that that I think even hot sauce is popular in the U.S.
2: Join us on discovering the hidden stories of Sriracha. This is Eat Drink Asia, where we deep dive into Asian foods that have gone global. I'm Alkira Rein Frank,
0: and I'm Bernice Chan. Stay with us. For
3: this recording,
2: we're going to do obviously tasting, and we have three
0: types of sriracha here.
1: Sriracha. 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 Do we pronounce it
0: differently? You're pronouncing it wrong. So Tatima, what can you tell me about sriracha? Or Um. I'm obviously pronouncing it wrong. Maybe we should start by how do you pronounce it?
3: Okay, Siracha. The name si is ra- Siracha.
0: Siracha. Tatima Rangupan, who was our guest in the last episode on Pad Thai, is the founder of the Thai Culture Association in Hong Kong.
3: Even we spell it out S R I, but the R is not pronounced. It's something in Thai language that we call is a false cluster.
0: Wow. <laughs> Siracha. 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 Si right. So. Siracha, it refers to the province?
3: Refer to the district of the, d- the province, one of the province, uh, one of the district in Chonbuli province. And where is that? Chonbuli is in the eastern part of Thailand. And is where Pattaya is located as well, Chonbuli. We have Pattaya, we have Siracha, and other places. This is where Sriracha sauce was born. It
0: is named after the coastal town that produces a lot of chili and seafood. So many people make this chili sauce to spice up their seafood dishes. Correct, but then there are different variations to yes. it. Yes,
3: we have some sriracha that are more sweet. We have some sriracha that are more spicy. We have some sriracha that are not made of chili. <laughs> oh, right, it depends on the producer. And also, you can produce actually you can to make the sriracha at home as well. The
0: recipe varies, but in general, sriracha is made of salt, sugar, vinegar, and chili pepper paste. And don't forget pepper. It's the soul of the sauce.
4: You're hearing the rustling sound of a pepper plant. You have a a farmer picking peppers off of this plant. And then the big machines roll in, a tractor. uh, These large machines come through the fields and are pulling the peppers off the plant. And then they're being shaken to remove all the extra dirt.
2: This is Griffin Hammond.
4: I'm the documentary filmmaker behind the film Sriracha.
2: He's walking us through the opening scene of his documentary, shot at the Hoi Fung factory in California.
4: And then they're being loaded into these trucks, which make their way to the Sriracha factory. And when they get to the factory, they climb up this little elevator until they splash down into this washer. And finally, they're ground up and they land in these big blue barrels where they're stored until it's time to grind them up even more and pump them into bottles.
2: Fung sells tens of millions of bottles of Sriracha every year, with demand often outpacing supply. It's impressive, and even more so considering its founder, David Tran, started with nothing as a refugee from Vietnam.
4: David lived in Vietnam, and then after the Vietnam War, he, like many ethnic Chinese people, was pushed out of the country.
2: When North and South Vietnam were officially reunified under the communist government in 1976, the economy was plagued and people of Chinese heritage were persecuted by the newly established authority. So in
4: 1979, he was on a freighter called the Hoi Fong, which sailed to Hong Kong. And when they got to Hong Kong, they were told by British authorities not to land. They couldn't come in.
0: Immigration control area, you have to leave immediately.
3: Do you understand?
4: So they sat on this boat for 30 days and finally the UN convinced British authorities to take in these refugees and they were eventually placed around the world.
2: David first landed in Boston. Like other immigrants, he missed the food from home and struggled to find fresh chili peppers to use in food. When his friend told him there were peppers in California, he moved his family to LA. I
4: mean, it started with, he just needed a job and found this niche where lots of Vietnamese immigrants in Los Angeles wanted hot sauce. And so he started making the sauce, people liked it. He was pouring them, pouring it by hand into glass bottles and delivering it personally. And the business just grew from there over 30 years to the point where, when I made the film, they were, taking in 100 million pounds of jalapenos every year to make the sauce. So David ended up in Los Angeles. uh, And then he named his company after the boat that took him away from Vietnam.
2: So he wouldn't forget about his past. What does the rooster mean?
4: I believe David was born in the year of the rooster. And so there's a prominent rooster right in the center of the bottle.
2: Nowadays, the Colt rooster sauce does not just have customers, it has dedicated fans. So watch her up.
4: So watch her up. What we're about to do right now is drop the rooster sauce on your kaka doodle doodle ass. So watch. Your-
2: for example, Benice, I've seen footage of NASA astronauts eating sriracha in space, people have sriracha tattoos, people even drink sriracha on YouTube. What? It's pretty gross. <laughs>
4: this fly bowl of Easy Mac, but it seems like there's something that it really lacks. Talking about a taste to go to the next level. Rooster sauce is smoother than Aaron Eiffel.
2: And every day, Hoi Fung receives voice messages from fans to simply praise the sauce and to express their gratitude.
3: Saturday, 12.08pm. Hi,
1: my name is David. I'm making a sandwich here. I just want to say how much I love your hot sauce. Thank you so much for what you do. I will continue to be a consumer.
3: Thank you. Monday, 4, 23 p.m. Oh, my God. I like Sriracha so much. It's so good. I put it on everything. Thursday,
1: 9, 31 p.m. I really like your chili sauce. I just want to say thank y'all for making it. And I really appreciate it.
2: Seeing all these dedicated fans, it's hard to believe that Fang never actually did any advertising.
4: Right. This, this is a company that was built entirely on word of mouth over the last 30 years. And apparently David Tran made a product that was good enough that that's all it took was word of mouth. So before I made the film, they hadn't done any traditional advertising. They didn't have a polished website. They didn't do any social media.
2: Although, if you search Sriracha on YouTube, you'll find plenty of fan made ads.
3: Oh, yeah, Hoi Fong Sriracha. Oh, yes, sirree. It's made in America, land of the free. Though it may look peculiar, don't let the bottle fool ya. It's Hoi Fong Sriracha, the American garlic chili pepper sauce.
2: And so, why can't they or why don't they trademark the brand? because it's the, it's not the only one on the market.
4: Right, I think Sriracha hot sauce is not an invention of David Tran. His brand of Sriracha hot sauce is very unique to him, but it originally comes from Thailand.
0: Right, it's from Sriracha.
4: Perhaps it'd be hard to trademark it when Sriracha really just means the, the peppers and the garlic. Anyone can make a Sriracha style sauce and his just happens to be the most popular in the United States.
2: Let's
0: try, we've got the three different types of sriracha. Let's give them a go. So we've got sriracha from Huifang, sriracha from Suri, a Thai company, and sriracha Panid, the original sauce.
1: Rooster, I got the rooster sauce yep. here. All right, let's try rooster. Okay. Oh oh yeah, I forgot how much I love this. Wait, can I have another one of the first one? Can I repeat?
0: Does it bring back memories?
1: Yeah, it's, cause it's hot, but it's like, It's like a subdued hot, and that's what I love about it. And then it's really tasty, like it's got, like you can taste the chili, you can taste the garlic. They're all kind of floating around in your mouth like fighting each other for like taste bud supremacy. And then it just goes back to being hot again.
0: I agree with you, it has this subdued spiciness to it. It's hot, but not hot.
1: It's it's hot, but it's not. And
2: it has that tang, it really does have that tang. After
0: the first moment. Yeah. It's good. This is the first time I've tried it, I think. Like, Are you you yeah,
1: I don't think I've ever
0: oh, it before. Oh man. The second sriracha we're trying is suri. Patrick was not impressed.
1: It's almost like a PG 13 version of, of rooster sauce. <laughs> like, like training wheels for rooster sauce
0: now we're going to try the original one so
2: we're going to try the original sriracha sauce now this isn't the rooster sriracha sauce that a lot of north americans know it's called sriracha penny and it's direct from bangkok and it's it's a lot lighter uh, like an orange color uh, and it is also not as thick as the rooster sriracha
1: it's not hot but it's definitely tasty it's delicious i would say that yeah it's Sweet, yeah, definitely sweet, hey? Yeah. So how do they go from that to, like, spicy? Because that's not spicy at all.
3: The taste is a little bit different. To Tima here. The taste that we buy, other, I mean, other than Thailand, is more sharp. The taste is more sharp. In terms, in terms of, like, it's more a little bit, the spiciness is, is more prominent. But then in the one that we buy from Thailand, is more um, smooth.
0: So the one we usually buy is just spicy. That's
3: I it. think, yes, in my opinion, yes.
0: <laughs> so maybe in your opinion, it's not sophisticated. Is that what you mean?
3: It doesn't have that layers. I mean, in terms of Thai people, we are so emphasis on the layer of the, of the taste. You have to have sweet, you have to have sour, and you have to have um, saltiness and blend it together to suit the Thai taste. So maybe the one that we buy from other countries, they are suitable for Chinese or maybe Westerner. But for Thai people, they would prefer the Thai recipe. So
2: David Tran's sriracha may be based on the Thai version and share the same ingredients, but they are really different. He has definitely created something of his own. Just like chef Jet Tiller told Griffin.
1: He's made uh, a household sauce of it. He's a genius. (laughs) Business success story. But as a Thai person, I'm conflicted about how it's done. You need to go eat sriracha the way we eat sriracha.
2: So Griffin set off for Thailand.
4: Yeah, I, I went to the Thai Tepros factory in Bangkok uh, and, and I tasted that sauce. And it's a great sauce, it, it goes well with, with eggs and with seafood. But it's very different. I don't think I'd put it on pizza.
2: <laughs> so David's uh, Sriracha still wins out for you?
4: Yeah, it's still, it's still a better sauce for my American palate, <laughs> I suppose.
2: He also went to see Sriracha, the beachside town.
4: Yeah, people in Sriracha seem to be surprised that that I think even hot sauce is popular in the US. I think there's a common misconception in many places outside the United States that Americans even like hot things. And so they were surprised to hear that Sriracha, the namesake of their town, could be popular across the ocean. <laughs> It was about 50 years ago in Sriracha, Thailand that Tanam Chakapak, she's a, a woman who made this sauce at home on her own, and she's not alive anymore today, but currently her, her recipe is still being made by a company called uh, Thai Tepros, and Thai Tepros makes the brand Sriracha Panid, which is the, her version.
2: In Thailand, Sriracha Panid has remained the dominant hot sauce on the market for decades. After the vice president of the company saw fake versions of the sauce in China a couple years ago, the company made it its mission to expand into the Chinese market, instead of focusing on growing sales in the U.S., where it would have to compete with Hoi Fang. Hi, how you
0: doing? We're here at the Sriracha Festival 2013.
3: It's the first one ever.
2: (laughs) And uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Sriracha Festival that you filmed at the uh, end of your documentary? What type of things were at the festival?
4: Really, any... All the pop culture you could imagine around Sriracha, I mean there were people showing off their Sriracha themed recipes, there was Sriracha art and t-shirts for sale. Uh, I was showing off posters for my film at the time. That was the first Sriracha festival ever in Los Angeles and it was perfect timing for the climax of my film because... I'd been profiling David Tran, who doesn't really interact with his fans much, but he has thousands of fans, deeply devoted fans, and a lot of them showed up at this festival. The idea that there's this American-style hot sauce based on a Thai-style hot sauce made by a Vietnamese guy of Chinese descent, and you get the best of these four incredible cuisines kind of coming together. He's pretty humble. I don't think he even stayed particularly long at the at the Sriracha Festival. David always seems like he's in a hurry to get back to his factory to continue working on the hot sauce.
0: This is David Tran. When our reporter asked him if he knows how many countries his Sriracha sauce could be found in, he says he lives a happy life every day and doesn't care how many bottles of sauce he sells.
4: My dream is fulfilled. I don't want anything else. I haven't changed the price for 38 years. I had nothing when I came to America. I had my wife and children to look after. I saw peppers, and I started making the sauce. All I asked for was $2,000 a month. But I earned more than $2,000 in my first month. I did nothing special
1: but making chili sauce.
0: What I get is way beyond what I have ever asked.
1: I am more than satisfied.
0: When asked what his advice is to young people these days, David said,
1: My goal was never to make money. I asked for little. Don't do
0: things just for the money.
1: You won't succeed. Sometimes things don't work out. But you need to work hard. No pain, no gain.
4: Need to eat some bread. David Tran's
2: story is so inspirational, don't you think? Yeah, it is. His story is, you know, almost like a rags to riches. He moved across the world and then across the U.S. to follow Chili's, and now he's set up an empire, and he doesn't really mind.
0: He just wants to provide for his family, and that's what he really cares about. And it's just so amazing there's a massive fan base, including one, our colleague Patrick. Are you a fan now? I actually am starting to like the sauce. I do add it a little bit to my noodles just to <laughs> spice it up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I
2: added it to my eggs this morning too, so I think I'm like I'm getting on board. One food trend that I definitely am already fully on board with is sushi, and that is where we'll be heading with the next episode of Eat Drink Asia. What's with sushi? What do you mean what's with sushi? Sushi is amazing, and Back in the day, did you know that they used to throw out the rice, so it was just all about the fish?
0: Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And it was a way to preserve the fish. Okay, I'm on board. Let's go. If you want to see the making of Rusa Sauce from farm to table in the documentary,
0: go to...
4: Srirachamovie.com. And it's on a variety of platforms. It's on Vimeo and iTunes and Amazon.
0: This episode is produced by Yang Yang. And we want to thank Tatima Rangupan, Griffin Hammond, and David Tran. And also thanks to Patrick Blennerhassett and the Gold Thread team. Music by Sean Ireton, Ryan Iverson, Matt Linnett, and Funk Nation.
2: If you want to ask about a dish or a drink, tweet us at Beijing Calling or at Alkira Ryan Frank. Eat Drink Asia is a monthly podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Shimalaya. Basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, happy eating!